Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here, we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey thought thinkers, welcome to another episode of Run On Thoughts. Today, as usual, I want to stand in a place of gratitude and thank those who have been listening from the very beginning. I also want to thank anyone who is joining us just here on this day. We welcome you to stay and go to runonthoughts.com or email me at think at runonthoughts.com or you can email me at runonthoughtsmedia.com to become a thought thinker. Remember, you guys, you can always listen on SoundCloud. You can go to the website, runonthoughts.com to listen. You can listen on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, like I said, SoundCloud, or you can also go to Spotify. With that, I want to get started. We have a very special guest again, my father. And today, we are going to be talking about the past and how the past influences the present. So this is going to be a free for all and I will construct it later exactly what we are talking about. But I think we're going to start this conversation off with the first Christmas we remember. Here guys, say hi daddy. Hi guys, how y'all doing today? I hope to have a wonderful, wonderful time with y'all today. So let's get started. Okay, let's get started daddy. Daddy, how do you remember your first Christmas. Well, I remember my first Christmas. It went kind of sort of like this here. The, the night before Christmas, we thought we were going to get a lot of toys and stuff. Uh-huh. Boy, were we in for a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to bed early, uh-huh. around about 8 o'clock, thinking that if you go to bed early, Christmas will come faster. Okay. You know, that's what. You you thinking where you go to sleep and you wake up around eight eight then you run to the to the Christmas tree and see your gifts and everything. Man, but what we in for a shop, we got a bag of oranges for Christmas. <laughs> Not one toy or nothing. We didn't even get a gum, no toy, no handmade toys or nothing. It was just a bag of hand me down oranges. Were you happy or were you sad? Did you cry? Were you? I was. I was happy until I went outside. Okay. And saw other kids got toys, bicycles, or uh, uh, little red wagons, and nice shoes, new clothes. And then that's when I got sad because we didn't get any of those things. Aww. So you get sad. But, you know, we kind of ate good. Okay. Ate a good Christmas dinner. Did you guys decorate before that? Like, was there a tree up? What made you believe that you were going to get toys? Did anybody tell you that toys was coming? No. Did anybody tell Santa Claus? No. When you're going to school, you pick up a lot of things. Oh, we going to get this. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get a new bike. I'm going to get this toy. So you're assuming that you're going to get something. Okay. You know, you're assuming you're going to get something. Man, we didn't get nothing. 
Because we were just poor. We just were just poor, poor like that, man. And oranges, I guess, to my aunt was a big thing for us to have oranges to get something. And to her, that was something. Why? Where did the oranges come from? I never found out. I don't know. Some some hand-me-down person probably gave it to us. Was there ever a Christmas where you got what you wanted? Or no. anything that you... No. Never? No. Until... Until you start giving me giving me stuff. Me? Yeah. Me as in Marshall? Yeah. Me as in your child? Yeah. So you didn't get gifts that that were of value or that you really, really liked mm -hmm. until you was already old? Uh, not old now. <laughs> not old now. But Daddy, in order in order to get Don't forget, I still got your first sweater. What first sweater? You gave me. It's it's crazy how you attach value to things. I still and got my first people. sweater. The mm -hmm. second year you bought me another sweater. I got that. I don't even remember this. I got them. They nice ones. The nice sweater. Remember? Then you bought me a blue one. I still got it. I don't remember. Yeah, I still got it. Nice. But I but I realized. And I then don't you bought me a black one. I still got, it's in there right now. I I realize that I don't remember because I'm not attaching the same value to the sweater as you're attaching to the sweater. But now you understand why I was so upset about my binoculars now. Well, I understand that you haven't received, like, because you haven't had the best childhood, I recognize that you have some things. Some issues. Some issues, traumas. We all have trauma and we all have things that we have to unpack. But I tell people that everybody has a story to tell. And who you are in this moment, usually we can figure it out based on a person's childhood. Mm. You know, but we never really talk about your childhood. Mm. We talk about some of the bad things that happened to you, mm. but never like Then I'm going to go back a little bit. Okay, go back. The year before I, I was in the 11th grade, I had this girlfriend named Wonderland. Okay. Her name was Wonderland. She, she passed away. Wonderland. Yeah. Okay. Her name. Okay. Right. She passed away not long ago. And uh, she bought me a jacket. Okay. For my high school cover. Aww. A jacket. Well, Go Wonderland. Was, yeah. Her mother did. She didn't buy but it okay. was, And it was for Christmas. Okay. I couldn't get the jacket. Why? Because I couldn't. I didn't have no nothing to give her. What? And her what? mother told me, if I don't give her nothing, I can't have the jacket. Oh. I did everything possible. Yeah. I even went to Wall... What's the name of the Wall... Not Walgreens. Is it Woolworth? Woolworth. Uh-huh. I was going to try to steal her some earrings. <laughs> <laughs> That's honest. <laughs> I was going to try to steal her some earrings because the jacket was... Uh, Black and gold. I will come school yeah, yeah, yeah. black and gold. I wonder if that's where your association with if you ask somebody to do something that you have to give them something. Like everything with you seems reciprocal. Like you feel, you always feel like you have to do something. Like nobody <coughs> can't ever. In return? Yeah. Nobody can't ever just be willing to do something for you. It Maybe. always feels like you are always making an offering. Mm -hmm. You are always saying, I'll give you this to do that, or I'll give you this to do that, and mm -hmm. like you really don't know how to just accept mm -hmm. from a place of love. It's right. always from a place of bartering. Right. Well, I, probably so. That's probably where it comes from. But in in July, I got the jacket because you was able to give us something. Mm. -mm. 
Could they just decide to give it to you anyway? Mm-hmm. So all of that. But most people like me that much. Oh, so then you see, so then your personality won over. Mm-hmm. Once people get a chance to, I mean, because that's true of you now. Like mm-hmm. once people get to know you, most people love you because mm-hmm. you do have an energy and a light about you. That, but I could also see how when you are growing up and then you are in young manhood, I can see how you don't see that that's enough. It, it wasn't at that time because see when you go outside you see the brand new bicycles mm-hmm. the brand new these girls got these dolls that head moved eyes closed yeah I, mean, I kind of wanted to play with the dolls <laughs> you just wanted something new yeah something, something new. for yourself I mean, we didn't get no socks we didn't get no shirt we didn't get nothing everything we got was hand me down I know my aunt was doing the best she could yeah I, I, no, I didn't know it then. Okay. As I got older, I realized she was did doing the best we could because the type of human being, I better not say this either, that she was married to. Okay. Because a lot of his grandkids is still around and they okay. see him different than the way I saw him. It, you know what's so crazy? I have that. Like, there are conversations that I would like to have on the podcast, mm-hmm. but I recognize that sometimes in telling my story, you are going to tell someone else's story. It's and when be, you're it's going to be tell, offensive to somebody. Yes, and I'm all right with that if the someone that I'm talking about has hurt me. Right. But if that someone hasn't hurt me, then I choose to leave them out of my story, and right. then I won't tell right. their story. On. Right. But so. if that someone hurt me, all bets off, and right. it's a free-for-all. And that's what I want to do. Yeah, because I, I want to do that right now because... Well, we can do that in private. It doesn't have to be for the world. Because even when people are telling the truth, telling the truth doesn't mean that you you have to tell someone. Telling the truth means that sometimes you have to unpack that and tell yourself. Right, and unpack that drama. Yes, and unpack that drama and see how it affected you. Because I recognize (coughs) that everything affected you. So even when you were little, was that like your mother and father? When did you and Undot, because how many siblings do you have? Uh, six and five. Six and five? Yeah, six, six sisters and five brothers. Okay, so it was 12 of you. Mm-hmm. I thought it was 13. Where, where did I get that number they from? They died. Well, they still give siblings that. Well, well I only know. Yeah, you're right, but I only knew. I didn't know them. Oh. You know, I didn't know them. Got it. I, I just, I, I, I thought that was my mother until up until I was 15. How and why did you think that? Because no nobody was around. Even though my aunt was around and she was trying to raise me, Dot acted more like a mother. Got it. You know, Dot acted more like a mother. She would wash the clothes, hang the clothes out on the line, then we go pick cotton together. I played in the field most of the time. And she looked back for me at that time until she just had enough. She couldn't take no more. She couldn't take no more of the abuse. Yeah, Do you know why these people were abusive? Was it because of their own pain? I'm sure it was their own pain, their own trauma. But I also believe that some people really are just evil. And that's the thing that, that we don't want know, to. You know something, Michelle? Yeah. About me being a grandfather or a daddy. I don't not To this day, mm-hmm. I don't understand why people are abusive. I, I, I can't see being abusive to my child. 
Well, that's because you are not abusive, right? And but you I were, was abused. But you were abused. But you're also an empath and a gentle soul, right? That means that the walk that you walk through life has has nothing to do with mm -hmm. someone else's walk. Right. There are some people internalize their trauma, mm -hmm. and that's what you did. And then there are some people who become the abuser. Mm -hmm. You didn't become the abuser, but you did shut down, yeah, right? I, I shut down. Yeah. Well, shit, they made me shut down. Yeah? Yeah. Why? I couldn't see... I, I touched her one time and I promised I'd never do it. No, well, I didn't hit her. Yeah. She did something that I didn't like. And, and I, I, I just shut down from her for, for a moment. Oh, wow. You know that I never, I only have one memory with you as a child. Yeah. Yeah, just one. My memory with you is uh, <laughs> when you were walking, you, you met George Jefferson. I did? Uh huh. You met George Jefferson. You didn't know who he was at that time. We oh, were, I had we, lived, we were living in Long Island City. Okay, that's when I was living in Queensbridge. I, yeah. I have memories. <laughs> I have slight memories living in Queensbridge, but not a lot. Uh -huh. I don't remember memories till we got to my grandmother's house, and I remember us walking to Andat's house. Well, back and forth. Yes. Back and forth because we go, we go to Andat house. Now, people understand this now, what we had to go through. Nobody's blaming my, ex, my wife or anything. Nobody's yeah. doing anything like that. This is what we had to do. No, everybody knows that my mother was a drug addict. Okay. That's not a secret. Yeah. Everybody knows I, that. I don't hide it. Yeah, me and, either. I don't and hide I it. don't blame her. Me either. No. Me either. It was the time. It, it was right. situations. Everybody has trauma to unpack. Right. Right. That's the purpose mm -hmm. of unpacking the trauma so that right. you could live in your full truth. Right. It's the hiding it and the shame of it for That's me. That's what brought us down was the hiding part. Yes, you come from because a generation. Because nobody know how to deal with it. See, those who knew how to deal with it didn't deal with it. Exactly. You know? You're right. You ain't never lied about that. Sending her to Cremo was the wrong place. You're right. I didn't Why know that. Why would you send her to Cremo? Daddy, I didn't even know such a thing happened. They, they sent her to Cremo. No clue. I never heard that story in my they whole life. They sent her to Cremo. Mm -hmm. <coughs> Before we got back home, your mother was sitting on the couch. <laughs> I didn't, I, and I have very few memories of my mother. Mm -hmm. She if it wasn't for the occasional picture that comes up every ten years, I wouldn't even she know. Just what got she out of college. Like. I didn't even know that. I think I heard. See, all this started in college. Her drug abuse started yeah. in college. Yeah. And is it okay to say that? What? Well, her, well I don't know her, what you're gonna say, but say her, her daddy. No, you can't say that. Okay. Yeah, not because I don't think you should say it, but because I don't know if it's the truth or not the truth. Well, well she told me. Yeah, and I now, believe that's you. what I can go, but that's all I have to go by, and it really, is in more than one time. More than one time that she has sat there on that bed. Well, that's her story, right? Mm -hmm. And because I don't know her story or his and, story. And I don't, I can only go by what she said. Well, guess what? This is what I know. It's her truth. Right. Right? And it's her truth. And when, and I do know when that. You know so much that I well, believe her. Me too. The way she told the story. That's what I'm See, sometimes the way a person tells a story, you can determine is it true or false. Got it. Because certain words that are spoken. He said, well, this person wouldn't have said this if that had not happened. Well, you know something? It usually explains the everything. Like when I, find, when I found out some of the traumas that had happened to some of my siblings, mm -hmm. you realize that when you put the pieces of the story together, mm -hmm. now that person makes sense. Right. That's exactly what we're doing now. Like we're trying to figure out, not figure out, but mm -hmm. I'm showing you how to unpack. When you unpack your childhood, mm -hmm. you literally unpack the vault to the pain that you've been in 
into the why you have these uh, triggers mm -hmm. or why you have the, the these walls up or all of us. It mm -hmm. goes for all of us. Like you see that first Christmas with nothing, it kind of sets the tone for life. what for life and mm -hmm. what you believe your role is. So, like, can we talk about some of the reasons why you weren't there for us? Is that could it could all link up between that? Like, if you're a man who's bring, growing up poor, and you don't have anything, right? And you don't, and you've decided that your only value. But, but, but my and two, I'm kind of selfish. Now. Oh, dad, daddy, I was trying to give you a, I was trying to give you a nice hour. You just said shoot it in the foot. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I'm kind of selfish. Don't forget, I was a greenhorn too. Now. What's that mean? Well, when you're green, now you don't know nothing. Okay. You, you're learning the ropes as you come. But I'm coming to New York trying to. Trying to be a New Yorker. Okay. I'm a country boy. Okay. Coming from a, 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 a no good state <laughs> that I'm from. Now, you know, I didn't want to be bothered with that crap. Okay. I was glad to leave there. Okay. Never showed me nothing, gave me nothing, did anything. I mean, you hate that state. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, more than <laughs> that, it's so crazy that I've had conversations with Karen, and she's had conversations about you wanting you to be there and, you know, be her father there. Uh -huh. And I told her, it's so crazy how we as humans see the world through our own eyes mm -hmm. and through our own vision. But when I went back to North Carolina with you and I saw your energy shift, mm -hmm. right? Your energy shifted and you became not such a nice man. I did? No, your energy shifts in that state because of the fear and anger. All of a sudden there's this trigger. But you saw that, it plain as day. I saw it as plain as day. And that <laughs> man that you are everywhere else, mm -hmm. you are not that man in North Carolina. Oh, man. So I Even don't... Even so. Yeah, <laughs> I don't believe that you would have been the father there. You would, She wouldn't have gotten what she sees now. Okay. Because you weren't... You're not that man there. Okay. And it's so crazy. That is our hope and our imagination talking. Mm -hmm. Nor do I believe that if you had kept... Shanae and I, would I be the woman that I am now? I can't think so. No, Daddy. I can't. I do. I believe that from the bottom of my heart. I made a mistake. You did that? Okay. You can make a mistake. That I made a okay. mistake from not trusting myself. Mm. See, I made a mistake. Why and, didn't you and trust I always, yourself? I regret that. Because, like I said, because I'm green. Oh, okay. See, when you're green, don't forget, don't forget, when I came here, I wasn't in New York long before I met your mother. Okay. I wasn't making my, uh, 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 I wasn't, maybe a year or two. Okay. You see, you were born in 75, right? Yes. And I lived with Doc until, God knows the worst place ever, I ain't gonna say it too loud. But living with her was another trip. <laughs> I know, but why did you send us there? If you didn't like it with her, why Be did because you? Because I knew she would give you the best care possible and teach you everything that you needed to know. That part, I knew that. Okay. It's not good for a man. It ain't good for a woman either. <laughs> now, I I knew that well. That was my thinking. Well, she wasn't bad to us. Let's, I, I want to get that out there. Like, she wasn't bad to us. We were not abused. No. In any way, shape, or form. No. But it was a household where... With no love. With no love. There mm -hmm. was structure. There was food. There was clothing. There was... It was all of the things, which is crazy. Oh, when I first... I said, Doc. I went to Doc. Do your aunt. I say. You take care of the kids, brother. She said, "No, I'm not raising no more kids. I'm taking no more kids." Mm -hmm. So that's when me, you, and Shanae went back and started sleeping on Miss Bradley's couch. 
I remember that a little bit because mm-hmm. I remember you getting that raggedy apartment down the street. Oh Lord, Marcia, please that, don't that, mention that. Okay. That, don't mention that thing <laughs> and that old man and old his wife. <laughs> oh, I know is that school. Now he wanted two hundred dollars a month. School was across the street. Yeah. But I would just walk past it. Yeah. Y'all, y'all remember my, that place? Yes. I was like, how in the universe? <laughs> and we slept there, and then they tried to feed us. Mm-mm-mm. I yes, guess sir. they were being kind. I remember it, but I remember being sure they would be like, we go into Grandma's house. We would just walk right by it. <laughs> and then Doc came. Uh-huh. And just like, pack their clothes. <laughs> just like, you can't. <laughs> pack you, can't you can't live like this. Well, pack the clothes. I said, Doc, you told me to find a place. And I, Doc told me to find an apartment. Well, Dad, I don't know if that was an apartment. Well, so I did the best I could with the money I had. Woo, Lord. Because I only had $200. Uh-huh. My thinking is, well, I can't spend this money, but we got to eat. Yeah. You know, we got to eat every day. Yeah, yeah. Were y'all going to school now? Yes. I was going to 147. It was directly. But I was taking you to Dot House, and neither do you have. That's when we walked there. Yes. Right. Yes. We yes. walked, all three of us. Yes. But then something happened to Shanae's head. She had sores in her hair. I yeah. don't know that part. <coughs> but neither. Anita had to do her hair every hour on the hour. Oh, yeah? For two weeks. Oh, wow. Tw- around the clock. Anita yeah. did that. No, she did it. Mm-hmm. She really did take care of us. Mm-hmm. Like, my childhood self was upset with her, but my adult self recognized that she was also a child taking mm-hmm. care of a child. Right. And now, having this conversation with you, I realize why Anda allowed her to take care of us. Because, Daddy, that is your story. Right. You live, You and Anda live with your aunt. Right. You on on it wasn't your aunt who took care of you. It was on dot who took care of you. Right. The same with us. You moved us in with on dot. But Anita and, took and care Anita of you. took care of us. Right. And when uh, and when Anita didn't want to keep us, I was upset. Right. It wasn't until I was an adult that I recognized that Anita was a child. Right. She I, gave I up her, be, uh, her teen years to take care of us. I wanted to be and she did a great job in hindsight. Yeah, yeah. We were clean. We uh, were our hair was done. Our schoolwork was done. Our I mean, we she did it all. Anita, Anita was good in her way. She she had a moment. No, she was good to Shanae and I. Yeah. In hindsight, she mm-hmm. did everything. Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? Yeah. She right. Mm-hmm. She did all of the work. Right. She she did. I remember she y'all bathing. Yeah. Learn how to take care of yourself. But nobody's recognizing that she was a child herself. Cause oh, you think Anita wasn't it eighteen? No. No, I don't think. No, she was seventeen years old. Yeah, cause I remember her, her boyfriend. I remember when she first got pregnant. Yeah, but when we first moved there, she was only sixteen. That's right. But when, right, but when I first moved there, she was even her and I was a baby. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. this is a child mm-hmm. and who had to give up her teen years mm-hmm. in order to take care of Shanae and I. Mm-hmm. And for that, I've reconciled. But that's the reason why it's so important to unpack so that you can reconcile yeah. who you really mad at and who you not really but, mad but at. I don't think y'all would have been bad people if, if, if I had kept it. No, no, not bad people, Daddy. Mm-hmm. But I think that... Like, Shanae and I's life is very different. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I really believe, I think y'all would have been better off for me. Well, maybe better for you. Yeah. <laughs> what does it mean better for you? Yeah. You wouldn't have had a, a guilt that you won't let go of. Right, right. See, because, see, I, I, my emotions then wasn't right. Okay. 
I just wanted to hang out in the street. Okay. I never did that before. Ah, oh, somebody you was a New York City telling, slicker. Somebody always rules. telling you when to come and go. Yes. Okay. You, you shut down. You could get sick of it, and now you got a chance. Freedom, to, man. You got a chance to breathe. Got it. <laughs> and got that's it. What it was. Okay. Yeah. This level of honesty is crazy, Daddy. Yeah. I was okay. trying you to get give a you. chance to breathe. You said, "Ooh, it's just like you're being stuck home all the time." Yeah. Ask your mama, can you go to the prom? Can I go here? Can John come over? Can I see? Oh, no, you can't talk to him. I don't like that boy. Got it. Now, all of a sudden, <laughs> you're free to do whatever you want. Oh. And then once you find that out, it wasn't even worth the trip. Mm-mm-mm. And as a... Wasn't that, even worth- no, that is a lesson in of itself that... It's, it's a lot of people, I feel, are this way. Like, when I hear mothers say that they want freedom and they want to be outside, right. I'm trying to figure out, I know, like, I've never, as a mother, I've never wanted outside. I, once I became Kadeem's mother, mm-hmm. my joy became whatever joy looked like mm-hmm. for him. But that's me. Remember, we're all walking down a different life journey and we all have different expectations and different needs. My only issue is that some it's, it's nothing wrong with wanting alone time or free time or a nap, but whatever it is that they want outside, it, it's nothing outside. It's nothing outside. Now, you, you know something else, my friend? Mm-hmm. I wanted so bad to stay up all night long when I was younger. Yeah. And then when I finally did, I said, this is the worst night of my life. No, same for me. Like, so I was tired? Yes. <laughs> Every time, even, like, I could take that back even to, like, I've had this discussion <coughs> with the people that listen to the podcast that mm. when you're working, I put myself through school. I did all of these things because I wanted to disassociate myself with being a stereotype. Uh-huh. This young black girl who got a baby, and my my father wasn't there, my mother was a drug addict, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be a stereotype, and I wanted stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever stuff looked like, Louis Vuitton bags. Right, you wanted stuff. Yeah, but when you get the stuff, you start looking, well, the stuff is cheap. It's no big deal. It's not a big deal. <laughs> it's no big they deal. They make you think it's a big deal, mm-hmm. right? But that's an advertisement in the, in the selling part. Yes, it's, like even you, right? Even though you didn't want those oranges, there's some child somewhere that them. that would have been a right. big deal. Right. Because where are we getting these ideas that the stuff will make us happy? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, well we were so false. False truth. All of us, everything yeah, see, we, we know. So that because see, poor kids were so more so more so than rich, because see we had to believe from the, our birth until we understand that it was a Santa Claus. Well, that's worse, right, for poor kids, right? To tell you that there's a Santa Claus and, then don't and that get he's nothing. gonna bring you something, and then don't get nothing. So you already being conditioned from a little person right. that you deserve the cold, right? Or were you, you bad? Yeah, that you bad. That you, so now these questions are in your head, that's right. and you don't realize that they begin to live there. Mm-hmm. They, be, they they begin to live there that you are bad. You are poor. You are not worthy. You don't deserve good things. You don't even deserve a little handmade little wooden toy. Yeah. All you deserve is a bag of old oranges. That's what we got. Oranges. Because there's a Santa Claus in the sky that should have dropped by but didn't drop by because you're bad. That's right. Passed right by our house. 
And then you go outside and you say, well, he's showing up at these people's houses. And I know that person was bad because he picked on me the whole whole year. You yeah, know? exactly. So <laughs> you now know? you feel like, well, the world is not fair. Right. And, and, that, and then you don't realize that you grow up into a world believing right. that the world is not fair. Yeah. Mm. Man, that's crazy. Oh, man, did we men not have it rough? No, y'all did have it rough. Yeah, yeah man. Doc saved me many times. Because uh, my thing is, too, it was my nerves, too. Uh-huh. When they found out that I couldn't stop urinating. When? Until I got about 17. Really, Daddy? Yeah. Well, see how when you got to New York City and you started working and working in the daytime, working in the nighttime, working all the time, and it felt like all of your traumas maybe were disappearing. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that they didn't. They didn't because they never worked. They were yeah. never worked out. Yeah, you put them on pause mm-hmm. because now this is the first time that I heard that you were still bedwetting till seventeen. Mm-hmm. So that lets right. me know. Right, and your aunt Yeah, so that lets me know that mm-hmm. whatever you're going through right now emotionally, mm-hmm. you think it's new. But now, you see how we're drawing the correlation between your past childhood yeah. mm-hmm. and your right now. Mm-hmm. You just got involved in the rat race of New York City, right. and you put your traumas on pause. Right. But you were traumatized. You mm-hmm. had a you had a horrible childhood, you, Undot, and some of your other siblings. Yeah. Even your separation was bad. Right. And it's so crazy is that what we go through is what we put others through. Because all of my siblings are separating. Right. You see? Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks that they're doing the best that they can and you do what you know. Right. Like you were sent to live with your aunt and then we were sent to live with our aunt. Right. right. And I actually thought that I was going to leave Kadeem with Andat. But I did. And I thought I was going to leave Kadeem with Andat and I was going to go to school. But you didn't show me him. No, I did not show you him because at the time when Kadeem was born, I was still disgusted with you. Dot did. Yes. And Dot was sneaking you to see Kadeem. Yeah, right. <laughs> He bringing down there. Remember when I had a big fruit market? Yep. And she bringing down there. He I had no idea. You didn't know my I <laughs> don't even remember how I found Boy, out. Boy, did he love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kadeem has loved you from first. When Boy, I Dot bringing down, giving that big apple. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that Andat was taking Kadeem to see you. Yeah, I right. had no idea that Kadeem... And she said, Mom, this is your grandson. And I said, bring him on in. Uh-huh. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm still trying to figure out, well, how did I find out? Me and him hit it off. Yeah, Kadeem, <laughs> when he found out that I had a disdain for you, uh-huh. he is like, what? He don't even... <laughs> the correlation of such a thing doesn't even make sense in his brain. Uh-huh. But it wasn't until Kareem that you started. I started to see you uh, come around. <coughs> All of a sudden, I had no choice then. Why? Cause I know him now. You uh-huh. understand? See, I, I just can't say. Well, I can't stop seeing him. Well, you wanted to see him, right? So yeah. now I got to deal with you now. Yeah, and I don't. But I still didn't see you with him. Y'all was doing this little sneaky, sneaky see, thing. See, I was dealing with Shanae. Yeah, yes. I was dealing with, with Shanae. Yes. <coughs> yeah, because <coughs> most but Shanae people, was a horror at that time. No, she wasn't a horror Mar-Hell? in hindsight. Even when I am Oh, Jesus. But nobody's given us grace for the fact that this is a, a four-year-old who's lost their mother. True, right. And then we are right. taken... She didn't know how to deal with Yes, it. and then we are taken from our grandmother's house where although it is dysfunctional as all hell, mm-hmm. there's still lived love there. 
and then we're being taken to an environment that on the outside looks like it's the environment that you want your children <coughs> in but there is no love there or mm-hmm. and, and I don't mean love like she didn't love us because mm-hmm. I do believe that on that's idea of love is acts of service but at that time too you you, you didn't see what I saw See, I had to get you out of that environment. Well, no, 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 no. I recognized that that was an unhealthy environment. I had to get you out of that environment. But that, I, I knew that yeah, much. Yeah, but that's the conundrum. The mm-hmm. conundrum is that that environment looks crazy, but there's an unconditional love. Mm-hmm. On Dot's environment looks healthy, but there's no physical love. Right. And the truth of the matter is that see, children ain't, need both of it. Right. Dot ain't going to hug you. No. Not to this day. She no, ain't, no, ain't going to no. do that. No, 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 no. And none of you ever got us any help. I know. I just started hugging. I still don't hug. I just started hugging my grandkids. Yeah, I still don't hug. Well, Every- I started with uh, my grandkids. No, not, not with my kids, never. Yeah, I don't hug. I still don't hug. And luckily, Kadeem doesn't need it. I hugged him when he was little, and he asked me to stop. But me and him hugged down south in the hotel room. Well, y'all just have a different situation. Yeah, I think, I think so, too. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a clear understanding of boundaries, yeah. a clear understanding that... he couldn't fix his belt. Mm-hmm. It, was so, it was a nice belt he had on. <laughs> and uh, he had broken and I fixed it. And me and me and her We've been tight, tight. Well, we were tight when he was little. Yes, and then remember you was going <laughs> to his grandmother's office and one day I was like, <laughs> yeah, what the heck is I'm going on here? Yeah, I don't even know how that happened. I, and I recognize now that the universe does whatever it wants to do to right its own wrongs. It does. Don't right? It, and you it just does. have to be ready for whatever that looks like and, and to, whatever and that accept, is. And to accept it. Yes, this is why I tell people, like, when parents, when, when children want their parents to reconcile the past, I tell them that that's not a choice that I get to make. I can't force you to reconcile the past. But also when parents are trying to figure out why their children are still upset, it's because, Daddy, they don't have the skill set to do what you are doing. Even today, I was trying to give you an excuse as to why you weren't there for us. And you were telling it like it is. Right. That is what elders have to do in right. order for their children to forgive them. Right. You have to tell it like it is. Tell it, tell it like it is. And then you have to be a different human being. Right. Like, because if you were still coming in and out of my life because you wanted to be a, what's it called? What you call it? A green what? <laughs> Which was it? A green hornet? Yeah, a green hornet or whatever you called yourself. <coughs> if you still wanted to be in and out, then what happens is that it I would, would. It wouldn't have worked. No, because I'm constantly re-triggered. Right. Right? You see, it wouldn't have worked. But you were able to form a new habit through consistency, Mm -hmm. not just consistency with coming around, but with consistency about who you are. So when people are trying to reconcile with their past Mm -hmm. or with their mother and father or whoever they're trying to reconcile with, the elder is the one in the seat of power who has to be willing to be the matriarch or patriarch. Right. And look at... uh, me and me grandmother became friends because of him. Yes. Because who would think that me and her would be friends? Easily, because that's <laughs> Kadeem loves you, Kadeem loves her. Y'all are number one and number two on yeah. this list, and that's just what it is, and right. the rest of us just gotta fall back. But that's the idea of this. The idea is that 
We have to constantly be willing to have uncomfortable conversations because in the uncomfortable conversations, what that means is that we are going through the thing and we're not trying to brush it up underneath the rug. Because when you brush it up underneath the rug, there's this lump. Right. And that lump will be the constant trigger. Right. You understand what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. So this was healthy. And I'm sorry that you had to have these oranges. Because I will tell you what I got at Doc's house. When after our mother died and we got there. I think it's in December still. So we get to Doc's house. And then all of a sudden there's this Christmas. And... Wait a minute, Montreal. Yeah. I didn't buy your ruby. The yeah, the ro yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the the Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots. After, after. It's oh, Rock'em, oh. Sock'em, Robots. Oh, but okay. even before that, Andat would bring us over things, and you would buy us things, but Andat introduced us to the grandness of Christmas. Right. And that is why that is a thing for me, uh -huh. because there was no trauma when I first lost my mother, because I didn't recognize what that was. Right, yeah, you didn't realize it. I didn't realize what death was. I right. didn't realize. And remember. I bet you said they did. And, and remember, in my grandmother's children, my mother was the first to die. Right. So, and because of that, I think that there's this disconnect with us. But we were so little. Mm -hmm. And now we are spawned into this new life. Mm -hmm. We got a new bedroom set. We got new furniture. We got new clothes. We got enrolled in dancing school. Right. Life just kept moving. Right. Right. She kept, kept you occupied. She kept you occupied, but nobody unpacked our trauma. No. And because of that, I think that I, I don't know where I come from in that regard, but I constantly unpack so that I can be living a life that I want to live. Because is this going to be on Facebook? Yeah. Okay, well, I can't say certain things. Well, Dad, you can't say it's out there. Even if it's not on Facebook, somebody can find it and somebody can listen to it and that kind of thing. So, no, no, I was going to say something, but I don't want this to. You know. Well, that's the case. Guess what, guys? I'm tired of talking to you. Bye.